Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Uh, it is July 1st, start of the third quarter, officially today, I guess, now that I'm looking at it. Uh, we're here, if you're joining by video, we're here in my uh, apartment, uh, in our uh, home office that we've uh, constructed, and um, I'm actually going to be doing the recap, trying to trying to condense an entire week, almost, uh, within within uh, this podcast episode. Uh, we haven't recorded for the past week because I've been away traveling uh, from last Saturday until uh, Thursday night. Uh, I was in Barbados uh, for a, uh, no, it was not vacation. That's what uh, people would ask me, like, hey, I hope you had a good time on, on the vacation in Barbados. It's like, no, that, that was not a vacation. I was there for work, actually. We had a meeting with a potential uh, partner uh, on Monday. So Cody and I flew out last Saturday and then on Sunday we spent the day preparing for the meeting and then we had the meeting on Monday. Um, and uh, some interesting stuff happened over the past week. So when, uh, when Cody and I flew to Barbados on Saturday, I believe it was Saturday, that we, uh, we landed, I, got a, I received a text, uh, a, a text from our, our head of engineering and uh, it was a bit, uh, uh, you know, concerning text. So I got on the phone with him. Um, let me just cut to the chase. Long story short, uh, effective as a Monday, our head of engineering resigned from the company, uh, which was uh, a little bit surprising. Um, and uh, so that was an interesting kind of thing that happened while uh, <laughs> while while we were gone. And uh, that Cody and I were not uh, uh, not aware was going to happen, um, but it did. And uh, it's already been a little bit. Uh, it's it's been a bit. Uh, sorry, my dogs are in the room here too, so you might have heard some noises if you're joining by audio. Sorry about that. Anyways, it's been uh, the past couple of weeks. We decided to make a structural change. Uh, if you've been following around the podcast. Uh, the structure we were, we were working with was not great, so I restructured the company a little bit, made Cody the head of the digital studio, this kind of new position where it's running the digital studio, and over the last couple of weeks, uh, we've been really organizing and getting set up for growth. And what's really important with a team that I'm learning more and more is to have continuity, because continuity gives you speed, just like on a, on a sports team. I think of us like a, like a sports team, really. And, uh, and so we were just getting kind of things organized, kind of, uh, if, you, if you think about it, you know, we were restructuring the team, had this new formation, and we're starting to move in, the, in, in a direction, and then we lost a, a key component, which is our head of engineering, who's resigning, and so that just threw another kink uh, in the system, something that, uh, you know, just was, was, not, uh, was not completely expecting. Um, at least not so soon. We kind of had some warning signals that there were some issues that we needed to uh, address or some things going on, but uh, you know, failure on our part to realize how, how severe it was. And uh, you know, that, that shit happened. So um, fun kind of thing, you're going out into a meeting in, in Barbados and then uh, get off a plane and, and that's what I kind of find out is happening. Um, and so while we're trying to prepare for this meeting and then having the meeting on Monday, we're also then having to at the same time deal with restructuring things to make sure all of our partners are okay uh, and no one's affected by it, that the team is okay, all while being away. So Cody was back in 
New York on Tuesday. I had stayed Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in Barbados because I was trying to uh, remove myself so I could do some, some more high-level thinking uh, for the company before we did uh, went into Q3. And uh, you know, this threw a little bit of a wrench in it because you know, had to had to deal with it. And this is this kind of shit that you just deal with as a you you learn is you know just part of being a, a CEO and part of part of running a company is is shit happens that you cannot control. And uh, but what you can control is how you react to it. So in the past, that would have definitely thrown me for a loop. Uh, I would have been you know knocked out for a bit. But uh, I've been through so much. So you know, it's, it's July now. It, I started the company July six years ago. So it's been six years now, right, that uh, I've been running this, this business. And, um, you know, I've had so much shit happen that, you know, and this happening is like, cool, like, not that it doesn't matter, but, nah, just another thing happened. What are we going to do? We're going to, you know, organize ourselves. We're going to prioritize what we have to do and just start executing. And so that's what we did. We, we made adjustments pretty quickly. Something I've gotten good at is, is, is making adjustments very quickly and, and uh, not panicking, right? Uh, for whatever reason, when my, you know, when my back is kind of against the wall, uh, and when you have to start executing, uh, I do very well. Um, and uh, so that's what happened. I started started prioritizing executing. I think that's a, you know, being being very good as a reactive person is something that served me served me well. Um, but uh, but yeah. So anyways, that that was that was that. Uh, but I did. You know, even though I adjusted and we, we dealt with it over, you know, a day or two period, then I was still able to take those couple days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and really, uh, you know, not be consumed by that, that new information and actually go back to my, my high level, like, thinking on, on Q3 and Q4. Um, and part of the way I do this, I, I like to read a lot uh, when I can, and, and that helps me start thinking about things or just taking walks and thinking and... And so, anyways, I read a couple of books while I was there. Funny enough, one of the one of the books that I read uh, on the plane, or actually was like the, I don't know what it was, Monday, Tuesday. One of the books that I read was called uh, "Choose Wonder Over Worry," and uh, fitting title for this, right? And, and it's all about. I won't spoil it, but if if you're interested in personal growth and development and, and understanding your, you know, your different emotions that you have, uh, this is a great book for that. You know, as the title implies, choose wonder over worry. You know, getting rid of this. You know, this uh, not getting rid of, but understanding why people worry about things or have anxiety or stuff like that. Uh, I, I read about this stuff a lot, uh, which has helped me and work on it a lot. But uh, you know, that's that's a book that I was reading, and you know, it's fitting for the time, right? Instead of getting worried about things, um, you know, I, I uh, was like, okay, cool. This is interesting. We're just gonna go and have to adjust and and move on. You know, there's nothing you can do. There's no point in, in really uh, dwelling on it or, or having fear about it. Um, and then started prioritizing and executing on things. And I'm using that language because another book that I read on the plane on the way out was uh, called Extreme Ownership. It's by a former Navy SEAL. And uh, there's a lot of great principles in there. But one, one thing that uh, they talk about is when, when shit's going down, to really uh, prioritize and execute. Keep your calm, keep your cool. And, and this is kind of what I've done over the years. But really, be like, all right, what's the most important thing? And just start going one by one by one. And uh, that was top of mind when this was happening. Uh, so, uh, you know, I take little snippets, pieces of, of, of a book here and there, apply it to the real, you know, real life. Um, another book that I read while I was there, uh, it was nice. I had some time to do, do some reading, was, uh, 
was called Powerful, Building a Culture of Freedom Re Responsibility. It was someone from uh, Netflix, and they were talking about how uh, the Netflix culture was built and, and, and evolved over time. A lot of good learnings in that book. Uh, things that, um, you know, that I'm start, you know, one thing I'm starting to learn is that there's these companies that have been built and did things differently. So, uh, you know, Netflix, uh, Ray Dalio and his principles book, which with, with Bridgewater, um, this book, Radical Candor, um, there's, there's all these books that are kind of like this new kind of, I guess, philosophy on culture or how to build a company and, and things like this that, that, you know, for years ago were kind of contrarian, but now are kind of, they've all learned differently what has worked. And, and it's all out of the same shit is what I'm learning, right? It, it's the same stuff. So a big theme among all these is, is this concept of radical transparency or radical candor. Um, you, you know, uh, and that's something that uh, in principles they talk about, I mean, in Radical Candor, the book, you know, it's all called Radical Candor. In the Netflix book, they talk about radical transparency as, as, a, as a very important thing to them. Uh, but anyways, without going into all the details of all this, what I'm learning is that a lot of these companies, right, have figured out some of those same underlying principles uh, to, to create high-performing, uh, high-achieving teams. Um, and so I'm, I'm taking bits and pieces from each of them, but it's a lot of the same stuff, and, and which is interesting. Um, so I'm trying to find the common threads among all of them, but uh, you know, there, there's some principles that I'm noticing are just similar. And so, uh, but one of them is, is really having this high level of accountability and responsibility uh, within people and teams, uh, very high cultures of, uh, or, or high, um, high trans transparency cultures, um, really pushing each other uh, to be better, and, and it's really thinking about a company as this, that, this team and really trying to make it high-performing um, is, uh, is an interesting thing. So there's a lot of learnings from the book. I'm not going to go on uh, about all of them, but highly recommend both of those books. Uh, and uh, so anyways, then I came back. I flew back Thursday and then uh, didn't get home until 1 one in the morning or something like that. And then the next morning, uh, bright and early had a, uh, had the Q3 quarter three planning session. We blocked off an entire day for quarter three planning. And, uh, while I was in, um, while I was in Barbados, I had a thought. So initially the quarter three planning was just supposed to be three people, me, me, Lauren and Cody. Lauren is our head of operations and people. Cody is the head of the digital studio than myself. And, while I was there, I was really thinking to myself and, and taking some learnings from books and, and realizing that as we started growing as a company, we're starting to have more disconnect and, and, and communication uh, gaps between people um, and everyone doesn't understand what is going on or why things are happening. Uh, this was also a theme that was touched on in, in uh, Extreme Ownership, that book. Uh, but this concept of of if people are just told what to do and don't understand why it's happening, uh, it becomes very, very difficult to, to, um, to kind of go along with it. And um, so there's this element of understanding why something's happening, but then there's also this element of, of actually contributing to uh, the direction of the company. Um, and so this, this other book, not to go off on like I'm spitting off a bunch of books here, called The Collaborative Way that I read a bit ago, was all about getting people uh, to collaborate with you uh, when creating different plans 
And, and it's a real interesting balance, right? Because as we grow and we have more people, it's, it's how do you actually get everyone to be collaborating? What do you actually need their input in to, to actually be a part of it? Um, and are you really getting people's input just because you, you need their buy-in and you want them to, uh, to just be a part of the process? Or are they actually adding value? Uh, or is it, hey, it's okay if they're not adding anything new. Is, is if they're actually part of the process, then they, then they have buy-in. Uh, into these things, uh, but also how do you do that as you have so many people, or what if you don't you know, have everyone there, then you need to tell everyone about what's going on, uh, how do you communicate that and, and, and enroll people in what you're doing, um, these are all things I've been thinking about that are very difficult, like there's no, you know, there's different you know, books that I'm reading on like how people have done it, but there's no, no substitute I guess for, for just trying, and so we're trying different things, right, like we rolled out something last week and it didn't go over so well. Uh, at, at the company and thinking, hey, you know, what if we had more buy-in and people were more involved in things? And so I took that, that concept and instead of it just being a silo of three of us and then telling everyone what we were going to do, decided just in the moment, I was like, all right, we're just going to make this an entire team kind of event. And so just literally made this stuff up, right? Um, is, uh, is, is decided to have uh, break up the day into two segments. Uh, the first half of the day, uh, would be group exercises where uh, we essentially have three you know, sections of the business. We have people in operations, we have sales and marketing, and then we have the digital studio. So broke off into three different sections where people who, who were available to participate could participate, and I created different exercises uh, that we would walk through. Um, and uh, uh, just really quickly, what, it, you know, what I tried was... Uh, we started with a visualization exercise where we said, hey, imagine three months from now and everything goes amazingly and, and, and we're like, wow, this was an amazing quarter. What did we accomplish? And uh, each division you know, said what they would have accomplished. And then the next portion of, of the day uh, for that, we talked about what are, what are things we're not talking about? You know, what are the hard things to talk about that, that people don't necessarily wanna, wanna say or, or, or are difficult to say, but are really important because I really do believe in this, this idea of being very transparent and, and we have to say the things that are difficult because that's how we need, we need to address them. So we went through an exercise of that. Um, then we, we did, uh, what else did we do? We did a, um, oh, uh, uh, like, what are the biggest challenges that would stop us from achieving those, those accomplishments, right? So this idea of like, well, what do we actually need to do? If we want to achieve this, what do we have to do in order to get there, right? It's kind of like that how. Uh, what are the things that if we do not do them, we aren't gonna get there? Uh, and then uh, there was a prioritization uh, exercise. And then each division kind of took all this information and I'm really summarizing this very briefly because this was over the span of hours. Um, took that, presented to everyone else on the team, the different divisions, uh, their summaries. And then after that, we broke for lunch then the management team, you know, me, Cody, and Lauren, and then we also included Neda here, uh, who, who runs our finance, uh, finances and, and accounting. She was also involved. And so the four of us got together, and then I, ran, I facilitated the discussion uh, or, or the, the exercises similarly, but we did it for a company, company as a whole and kind of went through uh, what we wanted to accomplish at the end of, end of uh, Q3, and then I, I made some on-the-fly kind of adjustments, and then we went right into 
what do we need to uh, um, not what do we want to accomplish and then and then what are the things we have to do that without them uh, we're not going to be able to accomplish these things and so we came up with a list of uh, like ten different things and then we prioritize them and ten things to to kind of do from a company standpoint is very difficult or I think it's too much in, in a quarter is my my thought on it so we broke it up and we actually said okay we're gonna we're gonna try and get all these things done over over six months or, or, or uh, Q3 and Q4. Let's just focus on Q3 though, and we, we partition off uh, five. We're debating including a sixth in there. So five to six things um, that we have as our, our Q3, like big goals, you know, um, that, that we want to accomplish. And um, so we're, we're doing those, and the idea is if we accomplish those, everything else that we want to happen should, in theory, uh, be accomplished, or, or at least we'll have a better chance of success because if we do not do these five or six things, there's no way we can be successful in Q3. And that's, that's the way I look at things. Let's remove all roadblocks. What are the biggest barriers to success? If you address them and remove them, you have a better chance of succeeding. But if you don't address those things, there's no way you can succeed. So that's what I was, uh, you know, the, the intention behind it. Then, um, then we also had a really good segment on uh, where we spent more time on this, really having an open discussion about what are the things we're not talking about or things that we need to address? So we had a really you know, open, honest, transparent conversation there for a bit. Um, and, uh, and yeah, then we came out of it with, with kind of our, our Q3 priorities. So that's what we were doing. And, um, and that was uh, you know, what, what we did on Friday. Uh, it was a pretty, pretty long uh, week and, and day. And then you know, over the last day or two, been uh, Saturday, uh, did some work, was here was reading, started a new book uh, that's a little bit different called How We Decide. Uh, it's all about, uh, you know, I'm only 50 pages into it, but it's about how, uh, how people make decisions and, and the neurology and science behind it. So um, I'm very into, uh, as you can tell, psychology, business, uh, strategy, you know, reading on that kind of stuff. And so, uh, so anyways, the rest of the day, uh, you know, I've also been watching some World Cup games. That's also what I've been up to. So, uh, uh, anyways, I'll stop rambling on here. Um, rest of the day, I'm going to watch one more World Cup game. Then I'm going to go to the office for a few hours, uh, get some work done, a lot, lot to get done. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's, uh, that's it. On the, uh, the next podcast, just so I don't forget, uh, we'll be going over, uh, I think what I want to do is go over the Q2 uh, financial results. They won't be completely finalized, but... I have the Q2 results uh, at least at a high level for you, and uh, I can share those for you. So uh, let's make sure to go over those at the the next uh, the next session, and uh, maybe that's what we'll we'll use for our entire time. Is just uh, I'll do a recap of our of our financials and, and how we did for the quarter. So, anyways, I uh, hope you're having a great uh, day. It's a start of Q2. Uh, I I didn't even realize that until we started the podcast, but or Q3 rather, and. Uh, and yeah, let's uh, let's get to work. Anyone who's running a company, good luck in, in Q3. And, um, and yeah, have a great day, guys.